Welcome to Arts Career Evolutions by Out of the Arts. Your hosts are Beth and Amy. We will help you bridge the gap between an arts career and a career outside the arts industry. Hello, welcome to Out of the Arts. I am Beth and we have with us Amy as always and today we have a new friend, Carla Garrow. She's the Director of Business Development and Communications and has spent many years helping others identify their brand and marketing strategies. As artists, we're really good at figuring out how to help others, but we're not always good about doing it for ourselves. So she's bringing with her a wealth of knowledge to our table where we're discussing how it is important to brand yourself, what's important in branding, how to stand out, and the benefits of polarizing content. As always, this content will appear on our social media, so make sure to check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Hi, Carla. How are you tonight? Great, thank you. (laughs) So I'm so glad you're joining us. Carla and I have known each other for, what, almost 10 years, I think. It's yeah, been a long time. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. Yep. We met actually through Catherine, who was on our podcast a few months ago, and we've never actually directly worked together, but we've always kind of worked sort of uh, parallel in arts and nonprofit administration. We did work together, together for like two weeks, <laughs> technically. That's true. We did. (laughs) In the fine and fancy world of finance, which I made a quick exit from as soon as I recommended Carla for the job, was like, it's a great job. You'll love it. Bye. (laughs) That is exactly what happened. She told me it was an amazing place to work. I went there for two weeks and then she showed up with a box to pack up her things and was like, I meant everything I said. I'm leaving. I was like, um. For the record, I still maintain that the people there were good people. I just, finance was not for me. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, we all learn those life lessons along the way. We do. But even through all of that and what you're doing now, you've always been involved in nonprofits, charitable giving and mission-driven work. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. So right now I work for a nonprofit consulting firm called Nacy Warner Associates. Um, I am their director of operations and communications. So basically my job is to keep everyone organized as far as clients sort of I'm almost like a project manager in that way where I'm organizing clients databases setting up those um policies and stuff like that for our agency there's only four of us actually we're hiring a new person tomorrow so there'll be five of us Mm. um so all those things that kind of when you start a job and it's already there I'm implementing because we're you know, a, a ground up company. Um, and then also doing communications, marketing, social media, digital marketing um, for our agency, but also then when we hire, when we get clients doing it for them as well on a consulting basis. 
Okay. So tell me a little bit about the type of work that goes into building communications and social media for these organizations. Well, I mean, it's going to be different depending on the contract and what type of organization we're working with. Um, a lot of the places we work with are human services nonprofits, um, which means they are working within a community, whether it be homelessness, uh, job readiness, mental health, domestic violence, those sorts of things. And in working with those companies, you know, setting up a social media platform or communications, there's always sort of a discovery meeting in the beginning of this contract to sort of figure out like, what do you want to put, for, like, what do you need to market right now? Is it a certain program? Do you need money? Are you promoting an event? Do you want people to know about a special thing that has happened? You know, I've been given something that's very important to you. So it's always going to be a different thing, depending on what the agency at that moment has going on. Okay. And how does their branding that they may have set up or that you're helping them set up come into play in all of this? That is going to be, I mean, it's almost along the same lines. What is it that you want the community to know you for, right? And so if you are a human services agency and your mission is about domestic violence, housing, you know, housing people that have been, are fleeing domestic violence situations, maybe your color should be purple because that's the domestic violence color, right? It's something, something that when people look at it, they go, I get what you are and what you're about, like almost immediately. Um, and there's a little more that's going to go into that. Obviously, if you're a very small organization, you know, you're not McDonald's where people are like, oh, <laughs> I, get, I know what that means. But, but just something that they can look at, like if it's, you know, if the, you're making a logo, it's a house that says your name and it's purple people are going to pick up maybe pretty quickly what what it is that you're about um but it's all about the specific agency and what again what values they're trying to put forward and what they're trying and it's what you're trying to put out into the world but also who you're trying to attract which is really important when you're doing marketing or branding it's it's about you and what you want to put out but what is it that you're putting out there what type of people are going to be attracted to what you're putting out there and who do you need to attract? So what should those, those materials look like and be trying to, to pull into your agency and your world? Absolutely. So let's roll with that because in our previous podcast, Beth and I talked about personal branding in the sense of, resume writing and creating materials for job applications and things like that and how personal branding is the same basic idea, right? You are creating your resume and designing your resume and materials to reflect who you are and 
to attract the right types of employers and coworkers and things that you're trying to have around you. Correct. Right. So it goes both ways. And uh, obviously company branding is a little bit different from personal branding, but they come from the same place. What is your, your concept or your definition of personal branding? I would say personal branding is really, I mean, it's the same thing. What do you want to put out into the world? And what type of people do you want to attract back to you, right? So if your personal brand at the moment is to gain employment, and that's what you need to gain from putting stuff out into the world, it might be very different than if you're a pop singer and you're trying to attract an agent, right? That branding Mm -hmm. is going to look very different of who you're trying to attract and what kind of attention you're trying to get. Um, And that also goes for if you're on social media, what platforms you're on, right? If you're trying to get a job, you want to focus a lot on LinkedIn. If you're trying to be a pop singer, you want to be on TikTok or YouTube or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of factors, I think, that go into who you're trying to brand for, right? So if it's, if your personal brand is I'm trying to, to get a job and in what field and capacity, right? We worked in finance, a resume that's a little bit like, I worked at Cirque du Soleil for, you know, and it's crazy colors and all this stuff. Maybe finance isn't like the place that's going to be like, oh yeah, we want this person, mm-hmm. right? But if you're trying to get a job in another theater, they're like, great, this is exactly who we he, we want to be here. Um, so I think it depends on, all of that goes into play um, depending on who you want, what you're trying to do with that personal branding. Yeah, I love that. Actually, so Carla, I think you and I have both talked about the fact that we are both, we'll call it colorful people, colorful in the sense of branding, right? Yeah. I mean, my resume is orange. So <laughs> that's that's the type of personality I have. I think you're very similar. And at the office that we both worked at together for all of two weeks. I used to get comments from the agency head, I not not negative comments, but just that like I wore colors and she was always like, how do you wear colors like that? All I can wear is gray and black all the time. And I was like, I don't know, I just wear colors. I just wear lipstick. Like that's just my personality. <laughs> and it was one of those moments where I started to realize that finance was not for me, not because they were gray and black, which is fine, but because there's an underlying piece of that, that the the color wearing or the pattern wearing and the gray and black wearing is is a reflection of yourself and your personality and your goals in a way. And it took me a long time to define that. I just always was like, oh, I'm the weird color girl. Um, (laughs) 
but I know you experienced the same thing. We've talked about it before. Yeah, I my comments were were about um, mixing patterns. <laughs> how do you how do you do that? How do you, I, you're wearing stripes with different stripes, and I do, how did you even do it? It looks good. I can't. I could never do it. Like it was like this. Like like I was mm -hmm. a magical person, and I was like, I don't know. It just looks good together. I don't. I don't know. Um, but, and I think that was sort of right. That reflects a culture, right? Like when people are like shocked by your outfit, that is very normal to you. That reflects a culture that you're in. And so I think as far as personal brand, right. Is that something, are you comfortable with that? Is that something that you're ready to either change because you want to fit in do you want to stand out is that good for your brand i'm the one right or am i the one that's coming into this black and gray world and i'm gonna shake it up i'm gonna want the one that's gonna walk in and be like ah, stripes ah, orange like that <laughs> that's who you are is that your brand so that's, I think that's all those things are things you have to consider um, when you're, when you're thinking about this branding um, and especially in a place like finance, you know, you're sort of, as much as you're in a culture, it is a lot about your personal brand, right? You're selling yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, and again, are the, who are the clients that you're trying to attract? And so if you're going in and you want multi-million dollar clients, they might not be attracted to the person that's mixing patterns and wearing the bright colors, right? I had a bracelet that said, boys make passes at girls that wear glasses. That I used to wear to the office and it just looked like it was like a black bracelet and had like gold writing on it. Unless you were really looking at it, like you couldn't really see what it said. And some, one of my coworkers saw it one day and they were like, oh, I thought it said, I think she thought it said like asshole or something like that on it. She just saw the ASS in glasses. <laughs> and we were standing in front of the agency head and she was like, so I was gonna say that's inappropriate. And the agency head said, not for Carla's clients. <laughs> <laughs> that actually works for her. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that was like, right? Like a brand, like that was my brand. Like the people that I was gonna work with that was not going to be offensive to them. Um, and so it's finding your, your niche, right? The, the thing that like makes you stand out in your field, in the job market, whatever it is that makes you the person that's going to attract what you, what you want and what you need for, for what you're trying to do. And I think you mentioned it really well when you said, you said something like, you know, you might be the person who stands out. And that might be the good thing. And and even when you're talking about, you know, it works for your clients. Just yeah. because you're going into an industry that might be structured one way, if you're a different way, that doesn't necessarily mean you don't fit in that industry. That just means that you need to find your place in that industry. Right. Which exactly. might not be as straightforward as some other people. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't mean you don't belong in an industry. It just means that you might need to find your fit. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But, but also understanding that if your brand is 
bright colors and mixed patterns in a sea of black and gray, then knowing walking in the door that you're going to stand out and you're going to have to blaze your own trail. Your job is harder. Right. Yep. Right. So understanding making that choice or choosing to tone it down or choosing to go a different route or whatever it may be, all of these things have to come into play in consideration when you're making these branding choices. Absolutely. And I think it goes, it goes beyond that too, right? Like what we wear is a reflection of who we are. And so it goes beyond like, what are your values too? Like if you're the person that's wearing stripes and colors, does that also mean your values maybe don't line up? You know, you're always going to be the odd one out. Are you going to be the one that has to like defend choices that are being made at your job or, you know, those types of things. So it's not, it goes beyond, or you could be a person wearing the black and gray and have very different values than everyone else. Right. And so that's part of your brand as well is being able to define what, what values mean something to you and how is that reflected in your job? When I graduated with my MBA, I went to like the career center to help with my resume. And at the time I was on the board of Upper Hudson Planned Parenthood and I had that on my resume and the woman told me to take it off. She said, oh, that's very polarizing. I wouldn't put that on your resume. And I walked out of there and thought, if someone is not gonna hire me because Planned Parenthood is on my resume, I don't want to work there. Right. And that's the reason I kept it on. Cause I was like, if that, if they're going to look at that and go, Oh, I don't, Oh, I don't want her here. I probably wasn't going to be happy at that job because they clearly don't hold the same values that I do. So even th- even, so it's not even just the colors, right. That the outward look, but just the things that you do and that you hold valuable in your life that you want to make sure mesh with where you end up. Mm-hmm. This time last year, I was rewriting my resume and redesigning it to what I is what and redesigning it to what it is now. And in addition to the orange that I chose, I also have a specific section on my resume that is just straight up values and interests. And it talks about educational equity and racial equity. And, you know, I talk about my interest in theater and opera and all of these things, all of these, all of these ideas that make up who I am. And I put them on my resume because there comes a point where, you know, I've worked so many jobs that I've taken just because I needed a job or because someone else told me that it was a great job and it worked for them and it didn't work for me. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm 33 years old. I need to find a job that I want to actually do and be a, and be a part of mm-hmm. and a job that I can value and feel good about in addition to getting a good paycheck and feeling valued. So I put those things on my resume and I turned, I made it orange and 
here I am in a job that I really enjoy with an organization that values me and that shares the same values as me. And we work really well together. It's one of the best jobs I've ever had because, you know, it, it was clear from the get-go that we all come from the same place. Yeah. And it, it can absolutely be polarizing, but like you said, if someone is not hiring you because I have racial and educational equity on my resume, then I don't want to work for you. Right. <laughs> like, if those aren't things you value, then we can't get along and I can't do good work for you and vice versa. Right. So. And it doesn't mean that you want to go work for a racial justice organization, right? Mm -hmm. It means the company that's selling tires <laughs> right. has a racial justice hiring practice, customer practice, that their mm -hmm. customer service doesn't, you know, that their, their employees are trained to get rid of that implicit bias or whatever, you know, whatever it is. That, that those things are being held valuable within the company because at this point, and this is something I talk about a lot, like within our company, the personal and professional do not exist anymore. It is all one thing. Yes. With social media, there is no way that you get to go be the CEO of a big company and work there for 50 years and get your gold watch and then go home and beat your wife. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not separate things anymore. They're not. You like everything is one thing. So to expect where you spend, I mean, how many hours a week do we spend at our jobs? To expect that it's going to be a place that doesn't hold the same values that we do, it's just not going to work anymore. It's not going to work. And employees are, uh, the younger generations especially, are demanding that of their workplaces to say, I need to know what your values are as a company before I come here and make sure that we all hold the same values. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we talk about a lot the idea that when you're searching for a job, you're not just looking for a paycheck and you're not just looking to fit in your skills where they fit in the puzzle pieces. You're looking, it's a place where you spend so much energy and time that, you know, they need to care for you and value you as much as you value that job. And that's, that's how you find job stability and sustainability and, you know, all of the things that people talk about when they're talking about feeling satisfied in their work. Yeah. And that comes from as much as when you're searching for a job, you're looking for that. But to go farther, I think as a manager and as an owner of a company or a CEO of a company, you have to be thinking about that from the top down as well to say, my values and the values of this company matter. And I have to let the people, you know, 14 rungs below me know what that is. Um, because when everyone holds the same values and are working towards the same values, it, it changes the game um, within, within a company. And when you talk about branding, 
your employees are part of your brand. When those employees walk out the door, they're a reflection of you. And so if they don't hold the same values that you do, that's, that's going to reflect poorly, poorly on you, whether you know what's going on or don't. As soon as they say, you know, I work for out of the arts. You're like, oh God, <laughs> right? Like you automatically associate it no matter whatever level they are within the company. And so if everybody is not on the same page, um, you're asking for a disaster. So what are, what are some ways that you think people can identify themselves, brand themselves personally? Like what are some things that people can be doing? You know, if they have a LinkedIn account, what are some things, you know, what, what matters? Um, I think big things are, I think everyone should be aware, first of all, that when you're applying for a job, your employer is going to look at your social media pages. <laughs> they are looking you up. So what you are like on LinkedIn, um, you can follow groups. So follow the groups that matter to you. If it is a Planned Parenthood or like, it might not be a company, but it might be like uh, a reproductive justice group. Is there a social equity and management group? Those types of things. Those are things that it's on your page. It says what groups you belong to and you follow. And that says about who you are, right? Who, what, what are the things that you're trying to learn more about and that you're trying to be included, what spaces you're trying to be included in? They can see that. And so just like with the Planned Parenthood thing, if that had been, I mean, it is on my LinkedIn page, that's something that they can see, right? The things you share, the things you like. So if there's an article that you shared on your page, make sure it fits your brand. Make sure it fits, especially on LinkedIn. Make sure it fits with what, who you're trying to attract and who you're trying to impress if it's a potential employer with, with what you really value and what you really want. And if you don't want personal political beliefs, that kind of stuff on your page, then make sure you don't follow those things. Make sure you're not liking those things and sharing them and those kinds of things. There's different things that are going to be important to everybody, right? Like reproductive justice is very, very important to me. Somebody said that's not something that's important to them. I can't expect my employer to be like, tell me now what you think. If that's not their value, <laughs> right. then that's not, you know what I mean? That's not going to matter to them or to me. So just making sure that like everything that's, you can curate that page that everyone's looking at to make sure that the things that are really front facing are what you want to put out into the world. Do you think going along with that, I mean, you talk about making sure that the things you believe in are there, but it also goes the other way. If you are specifically avoiding certain things, avoiding certain topics, or you don't like anything, mm -hmm. that also says something. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like if you're, if you don't belong to any groups. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that says sure. just as much as belonging to several groups. Absolutely. And one is not better than the other. Mm -mm. It just means pay attention to if you if you are a person who is looking for a job that is meaningful to your values 
then you're going to want to have those things on there. If you don't care, then maybe don't because you don't care. You don't care. You just want the job. Doesn't matter. You're trying to be, you know, there are people that are trying to be very professional and they don't want any political, anything like that on their page. That's fine. But you better like, you have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and understand what the implications of that are on the other end of it and who you're attracting by, by wanting to do that. Right. Like if I put something on my, if I put nothing on my page, but I'm trying to get a job in, in a social justice company, they're not going to want me. (laughs) I'm going to get a job in like some like high powered law firm that might work to my advantage. So it's all about who you're trying to attract and, and what you're trying to put out into the world. Yeah. Just make a choice either way. It's like either acting. Way. It's like acting, right? Like you yeah. have to, you have to make a choice. It's your own personal choice, but understanding that, you know, it's going to read a certain way on the other end. Yeah either way, no matter what choice you make and making no choice reads as garbage. So, (laughs) so make, make your choice and go with it. Yeah. And you can always change your path. You can always, if you grow, you, you change whatever it is. That's okay. You can unfollow or follow things at any time. And it, you know, people are supposed to grow and evolve and change. That's fine too. But always make a choice when you're starting out. Yes, absolutely. And if you're actively looking for a job, that's a good time to sort of go into those spaces and, and do a, a culling of whatever is, you know, on your page to say, is this what I still want out there? Is this what I, what things maybe should I have on there? That kind of thing. Um, to make sure that you're just still putting out, when you think that people are going to be actively looking at these pages, that's a good time to reevaluate what's on there. Mm-hmm. If someone's having a hard time figuring out how to how to brand themselves, what are the things that, oh, you know, I want to join this firm who does a lot of social justice, but they're still a law firm, but what do you recommend them starting with? They're, they're not sure how to present themselves. They're not sure how to brand themselves. What would you recommend them starting with? Look at their page. Look at that law firm's page. What kind of stuff are they posting? What, what, what are they, what groups are they belonging to? That kind of thing. And I'm not saying copy it. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, I don't like all the same pages. But if they're only posting very professional forward facing things, then that might be who they're looking for. If they are into social justice and they are posting and putting on their website and on their social media pages more social justice, racial justice, you know, gender equity, that kind of thing, then then that might be who they're looking for as, as an employee. So that would be the place I start is to get the vibe of what they're putting out into the world because that's who they're going to want to, that's who they're going to want in their space is someone who reflects that as well. That's so smart. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and it also, it never hurts to ask. Like if you're in the interview. Oh, okay. 
You know what I mean? You know, if, if you're just doing the resume, sometimes it's hard to tell. But if you're in the interview, ask them, do you, because sometimes, sometimes, especially companies have a real hard time with social media. So they're just like posting something and walking away and they're like, I don't know. <laughs> so it might not be that they don't, you know, I, I guess I would look at how active they are. If it's a very curated page, you know, they're taking the time and intentionally putting up things that they want. If the last post is from 2017, you're probably not getting any information from those pages. <laughs> They're not paying attention to that. Um, so it might be worth it in an interview to ask, um, you know, what values do you want to present to the world? And can I help you with that? If you're a branding or a marketing person, is that something you can take on within the company so that you can be the one that says, I'm going to put those values out onto the social media pages, but you should get paid for it. But maybe it's something you can help with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think whether it's personal branding or branding for a business or organization, and whether you're looking at logos and catchphrases, or you're looking at resumes and cover letters and interviews, it all comes down to the same core. What are your values? What are you willing to change? What are you not willing to change or, or lean on? Um, and it really comes down to a, a lot of self-reflection. Yes. which can be really tricky. Do you have any questions or suggestions or advice for someone who is just starting out this personal branding process? Like what we, we keep talking about values, how some people don't know what their values are, are still learning. How, how do you step into that process and create a brand when you're still working to figure yourself out and figure the world out. I'm so happy you asked me this. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I was, I was typing cause I was trying to look up this woman's name cause I want to make sure that I give her credit for this. Uh, there's this woman, Elaine Weltroff. She was the editor in chief uh, for Teen Vogue. And what she says is what are the things that you value that are more important to you than money and then ask yourself why those are your values okay and if you can identify that it's very hard to think about this as when you're doing personal branding right because this is your person but you kind of have to come up with like your own marketing plan if those are my values then anything i'm putting out into the world like so let's say it's three things let's say it's you know, Amy, like you said, you put on your resume, it's racial justice, reproductive justice, and animal rights. You're going to make sure anything you're putting out into the world, you can go back and put it into that one of those categories. And that's how you know you're always in your personal brand is by being able to, to go back to that list and go, yep, this fits in somewhere. This fits in. You need to add to it, right? You get to add to it, you get to change it as much as you want, but at least then you have this like standard 
to lean on and go back to and make sure that like it's always you're staying consistent and you're staying within I hate to stay within a box because you don't you know but you want to kind of you want your brand box <laughs> that you you're staying within so that it's not a free-for-all and being like I love everything and everyone no you want to present the things that are the most important and put those out into the world yeah. Why is the brand box important? Because your impulse is that you want to attract everyone and everything, right? No limits. But by doing that, you're actually, you're actually deterring people. Like Amy, when you said you put this resume together or when I wanted to put Planned Parenthood because I wanted people to say, I don't want her, right? It narrows that line for you. You want the box because it keeps you consistent and it makes sure that you are attracting the people you want to attract. If you're just attracting everyone, what then what does it matter? <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what are you doing? You're just... You're just out there. It's a free for all. And if you, again, if the point is to get a job and you could care less, you just need the job, then none of this matters. <laughs> but if you're really looking for that job, the job, the place where you're going to grow and really make that difference and feel really great every day, that brand box keeps out the people that you don't want in there and that you don't want attracted to you. See, I love that you said that because we think about the box as boxing ourselves in, but it's important to remember that we also want to keep the people out that yeah. we don't want in. Yeah. It goes both ways. 100%. Yep. And it doesn't yep. need to be a bad thing, which we, we always think of it. We think of being, especially, you know, as an arts person, you think, I don't want to be in a box. Fuck you. I do what I want. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My husband right. has heard that phrase way too often. <laughs> my, my fiance, I say it's 2021. It's 20 goddamn 21. That's what I say. I do whatever I want. I love it. It was better last year. 20 goddamn 20 was way better. <laughs> Especially 2020. 2020. Like, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah, the 20 guys in a 21 isn't the best. <laughs> but I think, right, like the box, right, when you think like, think outside the box, blah, blah, blah. But when you're thinking about the box that way, that box has everyone in it. When we're talking about our brand box, that's you. It's you. That's the thing you're putting up your boundaries. You're protecting yourself. You're keeping out the toxic and all the stuff that doesn't, you don't want. And you can make that box as big and as bright and as whatever, right? You want it to be. And boundaries are healthy. Exactly. We want jobs that are not having us work 60-hour weeks every week for multiple weeks on end without overtime, without pa – like, we don't want this. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Boundaries are healthy. Exactly. Just your daily mm -hmm. reminder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you talk about branding right when you so um i was trying to remember who i was looking at on instagram um oh if you need to cut this let me know but it was kathy griffin 
posted a video on her Instagram page of her neighbor like screaming at her like this guy was like going nuts and he was like screaming and it was her like security camera but it had sound so you couldn't see anyone it's just people yelling him yelling screaming 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 and he's the ceo of this huge company and when you go she tags the company in the post and when you click on the page the tagline of the company is building better relationships <laughs> Uh, sir? <laughs> sir? 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 Um, sir? But when you talk about branding, that's your brand. And you're on camera screaming the F word at Kathy Griffin. <laughs> yeah. So when you're, that's the type of stuff you have to think about. Like, you can't, I couldn't write a better example. Like, I couldn't make up a better example. When you're talking about brand, it's not just the fun color and the catchphrase you come up with. You have to live it. You have to be living that truth and being and and working with your employees that way. You can't say one of our values as a company is that we really like it's really important that our workers have work-life balance and then you make people work weekends all the time right and have no right and there's hours and hours of work and never, nobody can leave you get guilted because if you leave earlier on time right that's then that's not a value that's a publicity stunt that's a marketing campaign so <laughs> no joke I sent this to Beth last week. I still get job notifications from my previous job search and I left them on because I have friends who are still looking for jobs in this post pandemic unemployed time. And so I send them things and I see things that will be good for them. And so this one came up that was um, a communications position is expected to work weekends is expected to work long hours extended hours this was all in the job description in multiple different places no joke as a communications director for a labor union oh no <laughs> i i could not believe it <laughs> you can't make this shit up <laughs> So I have a oh, lot of questions know. about that job and about that union. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, those are the red flags you want to be looking for. 100%. 100%. And if you're cool with working extra hours and that's who you are and that's what you want to do, I mean, then great, fine. But think about the implications of that too. Like, it's not just about you working extra hours. It's about if a labor union is expecting you to work all of these extra hours, how is this labor union representing their union members? Right. Do you feel good about that at the end of the day? Right. And if you're their communications person, <laughs> you're either going to have to spin some serious tales, <laughs> right? Or outright lie about right. who they are right. because 
clearly you can't go out into the world and with a straight face be like they fight for the common man when you're working all weekend <laughs> so I get, that's not no yeah <laughs> so yeah. every I mean as a company and even as a person unfortunately almost everything you do is a brand is part of your brand and like mm -hmm. that's not to say like don't make a mistake and don't fuck up and you know that's gonna ruin everything but you're putting our lives are online everyone sees everything and knows everything and even if you're not online someone knows you that's gonna say you know Carla might say that she's really great at branding but let me tell you what she did when she came into my company right that's your brand that's how you represented yourself somewhere Mm -hmm. So no matter what you think you're hiding by like not being online or whatever you think you're doing, you have a brand, whether you realize it or not. <laughs> it's your reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Your reputation is just your working brand. They're one and the same. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We just found a, um, I shouldn't say found. We were, uh, you know, we pay attention to uh, we being Macy Warner Associates. When a company, especially a nonprofit, puts out, like, we just hired a new DEI person, which don't get me started on DEI. What does DEI <laughs> like, mean? Diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. That might be another podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, let's get, we'll get Catherine in on that one too. And we yeah. can just rant. Um, you know, they, you know, whenever somebody says, oh, we hired a DEI person to come in. Okay, great. So I was looking up this person that got hired at this nonprofit was on their Facebook page and I'm scrolling through because there's somebody that we knew of, but didn't realize they were doing DEI work scrolling through and I click on this person's partners page number one their cover picture was of the former washington football team's logo okay with their former name um if you don't know what i'm talking about just google <laughs> washington football team it is an ethnic slur <laughs> and their logo was a Native American person, which they have since changed because it was considered very racist. Mm -hmm. That's this person's partner's cover photo. And as I scrolled through their page, there was lots of sexist and misogynistic posts. And I thought, how can you? <laughs> in good conscience put yourself out there as a dei professional when this is the person you are married to yes that's a professional setting this is when i say professional per personal and professional are not different anymore you can't go home kick puppies and then be an animal advocate like exactly exactly <laughs> exactly 
I was, I mean, I was scrolling through, I, we were on a team meeting, so I shared my screen. I mean, silence for a good 10 minutes of me scrolling through this page where we're all stare, I mean, wide eyes, mouth open, staring like, what? How? what <laughs> and it's not like you're doing any insane like pi level digging it's it's a public link on their public page right there it's easy and i they had tagged their partner which is how i got to this person's page it's not like i was like oh who's the husband i'm gonna go like dig a rant they had put up a post tagged the husband that said my husband tag and i was like quick let's just look i mean yeah yeah I, it was the most but i was like this is when we joke around like is ashton kutcher coming out in any second to be like ah. like because i i mean it was the most insane thing to have this person significant of that you were raising children with <laughs> by the way mm but you're going into companies to teach their staff members about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Cool. So as we're wrapping up, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think we should talk about that, that people should know about building their brand that we haven't talked about? I would say, I think the thing that I would throw out there is, because I think we've talked a lot about personal brand, but if you are running a company or in the position in your company where, you know, a mission statement or a vision statement would be under your purview, that is real, at, at this stage of the game, in 20 goddamn 21, <laughs> is really important to take a look at because more and more people are gonna pay attention to what you're doing. And again, even if you're a tire manufacturer, people are paying much more attention to the values that your company holds. As a consumer, you vote with your dollars. And so as a consumer, if I know tire company A gives money to anti-LGBTQ places, and tire company C gives money to Planned Parenthood, I'm buying my tires from company C, right? And clearly giving money to anti-LBGTQ <laughs> organizations is wrong in my book. But if you're the person that doesn't think it's wrong, that's gonna be, right? You're gonna wanna know that information. And so either way, your values, Again, when I say you're looking like when you're putting your personal brand together, you come up with your values and every time you market something, you're like, you're, you know, you're going back to it. It's the same on the company level. You need to have that list to say, what am I putting out into the world? Does this match with the values that we as a company came up with to say, yeah, this is what's important to us and to make sure that we're, we're putting out into the world. And I think people are getting a lot smarter about what marketing is and what's a value, the difference, right? So like, I think we saw it a lot. You see it a lot in June where you get, uh, all these companies get rainbow washed. <laughs> yep. Right? Everyone puts out their rainbow logo. Oh, pride. But does the gay people in your company feel supported and 
right? Like that's your value, not right. the logo. That's marketing. Your value and your brand are how the gay, the LBGTQ people in your company feel about your company. And so that's, I think that's the, the big difference. That's the big difference. And I think on a company level, that's stuff that you absolutely have to look at. That's awesome. Yeah. This is like, yeah. like, you're just so smart and you're so fun to talk to. <laughs> Thank you. I just have loved this. <laughs> I didn't know Carla before we started today. So I feel like I've just like gotten smarter. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm giving, and let me, I'm giving, I need to give little real shout outs to the people I work with, Amy Jones, Richard Nacy Warner, and Kat Brown, because I am, I, I I think I'm smart too. Thank you, Beth. But <laughs> I'm smart because of them too. Like the education that we all give each other is really, really great. And, and I need to shout them out to say like, they have taught me a lot of this stuff as well. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us on Out of the Arts. I hope that you have taken some of these nuggets of wisdom from Carla today and can use them to improve your personal branding when you are looking for jobs and if you are starting your own business because, you know, a lot of us artists are side hustling. You can use this information to help you with that as well. See you in two weeks. As always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to come join the conversation at outofthearts.com and on social media at Out of the Arts. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe, share, and tune in next time. Arts Career Evolutions podcast was created, written, and produced by Beth Partham and Amy Shake. Because we are super excited to flaunt our awesome transferable skills in any way we can. Speaking of... Audio engineering by Beth Partham and music by Amy Shake. Because as long as we're still paying on our student loans, you better bet we're going to keep using our degrees in the way they were intended. Arts Career Evolutions podcast is copyrighted by Out of the Arts LLC 2021.